The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard. Darren. So I think we've got a very interesting theme today, one that... um, uh, I, th- I think will resonate with a, with a lot of people, um, particularly who have a very scientific mind, and uh, and and yet within them have this spiritual yearning. Yeah, and um, I think that's you know that's a theme that we can that we can major on today about this coming together of spirituality and science. Yeah, and one way I'd like to kind of dive into this conversation is maybe just to start with the nature of like the problem that we face on Earth. Yeah, you know, we we talk about it as kind of this, this we f- we have this low state of consciousness. That's mm. an aspect of it. Maybe we can talk about what that really means and, and how that manifests in the world that we see around us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can I just say and echo what you've just said, that mm. that sort of combination of spirituality and science is absolutely the essence of Dr. George King. Oh, yeah. Because totally. the two things blend in his whole persona. He was an extremely practical person, mm. which is quite unusual mm. uh, for a master of yoga who yeah. went down that yoga route. Totally. And so, you know, but he applied this sort of logical, scientific approach to the spiritual realms, the spiritual world, the spiritual energies. And he saw the crisis, and we've talked about this before, and it's echoed in, in, in particularly the second freedom of the energy of love. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the greatest crisis on earth, the lack of spiritual energy. But there's some things that are missing. Even when people pray correctly, for a start, he didn't think people did pray correctly, even as a boy, even when he was a child, Mm. he knew how to pray and he didn't need to be taught how to pray. This is something that really became out clearly while I was working on his biography, The King Who Came to Earth. He understood it, and it's, and it's taught, it's revealed in the Nine Freedoms in, in the commentary in this book. Um, but he... And, you know, I can plug away at this book because I get no royalties or any benefit at all from any sales, so it's not a commercial as far as I'm concerned. I just love it, as you do. But... Um, he knew this, but he could see certain problems. Addressing your point, how does this manifest? Well, spiritual energy, being a higher energy, mm. even than mind, most mind energy, should we put it that way, yeah. therefore is more powerful and filters through the consciousness to the, de- to the degree that we allow it to, because uh, there's no force in this, uh, of all people. So, and as we do that, if there was an abundance of spiritual energy and to some degree more people allowed it to filter through their consciousness, mm. there'd be no war. Right. Let's put it around. Okay. There'd be no starvation. These things would go. We've talked about this before because people would change internally. Politics can't do it, um, it, it you know, because politics is all... Um, you know, relevant or appropriate to the to the will of the people, inverted commas, mm. even if it's the will of the, the ruling people right, right, in certain right. countries yeah. particularly. And it, if they don't have that will, it won't be implemented, even if there was a peace treaty. 
So that people have to change, and spiritual energy can do that. And it's the great force that can bring that about. Well, I mean, what is the nature of, like, you know, changing consciousness or raising consciousness in this way? What is it actually, what's actually happening within an individual? I think internal motivation. Okay. You know, because when we look at, say, truth, which we try to look at every week on the Spiritual Freedom Show... <laughs> More than know, try, I hope, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have this brilliant word by Patanjali, mm. uh, some say Patanjali, but, mm. you know, the, the father of Raja Yoga, mm. the great aphorism, sutras, um, followed by all the great yogis, including Sivananda, Vivekananda, Yogananda, whoever you care to name. He laid the, the foundations for that. He came from another world. That was his task. He came to Earth to deliver those aphorisms. Mm. And among them is this word in there, verkalpa, okay. which is a Sanskrit word which means, well, it's translated in by, by Swami Vivekananda as mean when words don't correspond to their meanings. Okay. And it's very prevalent. When I first came across, I thought, well, that's a bit remote. You know, how often does that afflict humanity? I would now say all the lot of the time. Mm. You know, you can see even, and not just in the criminal fraternity, you, or even dishon you know, people who are obviously blatantly outwardly dishonest, right. but also in people who wouldn't be perceived to be outwardly or blatantly dishonest because it's built in to the establishment structure with lawyers, with politicians. I mean, a lawyer is paid to put out the beliefs, if they accept the commission, of their client. Mm. They may not believe it. In fact, they have a whole sort of ethic, so-called ethics, of representing their client, even if they secretly think they're guilty. They, they, they have to stay within the law. They have to put out, they don't put out, I'm not saying they should put out false facts. A good lawyer won't do that. Mm. But they will twist it or put it to the advantage of their client. And underlying it will be an attempt to get the interests of that client represented. That's mm. their so-called professional ethic. And along the way, they may not be true to what they really believe about that client. Mm. Likewise, politicians, they're in a cabinet government. They are expected to support the cabinet line. They've got to go out, even if they voted against it and disagreed with it, that's one thing. They could then sort of maybe remain silent. No, they've yeah. got to go out and pretend they support, they support it. it. So yeah. they're putting arguments. Or let's say a salesman selling a car has to say that's the best car you can buy anywhere for that money. They think they have to say. They can't say, well, actually, there's a better one down the road there. Yeah, don't buy from me. So no. they, 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 you know, everyone is slanted, and truth is the, is the victim of this, really. Mm. Mm. Um, and by the way, in, in many cases, they will convince themselves at that moment that this really is the best car. Mm because it's much easier and makes them a better salesman and it makes their life more comfortable, but it may not be true, and a part of them might know it's not true. I'm just giving simple, silly examples. Sure, sure, sure. Never mind people just using words wrongly, mm -hmm. which also happens, so it doesn't really mean what it appears to say. So untruth is at the very core of, 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 you know, of this world, of the way we operate in our world, or limited truth, or, or dishonesty, dishonesty of intent, or whatever. Um, there's a very interesting example actually given by Swami Sivananda who said that if you have a sage who is perhaps guilty of some crime in a particular state and, and they're taken to a king of that uh, region or whatever it might yeah. be and, and they're told, you know, you are asked to bear witness 
to whether that person, that sage, is guilty. That sage shouldn't be in that court. They shouldn't be tried. Maybe even the thing that's regarded as a crime really isn't even a crime. You, the witness, then would be more honest or you would be permitted and expected or you should lie if necessary, says Swami Sivananda, because you'd be then be nearer to the truth, uh-huh. which is that this sage shouldn't be on trial at all. Mm. So, I mean, you know, this, that's getting a bit complex. But the, coming back to your question, what does spiritual energy do? It takes us nearer to our source. Okay. It takes us nearer to truth. Yeah. It takes us nearer to love. It takes us nearer to actually meaning what we say, not just saying it and knowing what we're saying and, and living it and living truth. And, of course, if we live truth, as I said earlier, there'd be no war, there'd be no poverty. Um, you know, people can find all kinds of ways to justify why they should be extremely wealthy when somebody else is starving, you know, in the street or in the desert or wherever it might be. But in the end, in the light of spiritual energy, that falls away. People can't live like that if their consciousness is risen. So all the problems of the world get solved. Now... Dr. King, of course, knew all of that and right, more, right. but he wanted to apply a practical way, a scientific way, if you like, to use that to the betterment of humanity. And he came up with the thing which we're doing, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of it, Operation Prayer Power mm-hmm. on Holston Down in North Devon. And everybody's welcome to join us because it's a, an extremely powerful and very effective way to solve the spiritual energy crisis. Now, one thing um, about prayer power, I think it'd be great to start with some of the challenges that you would face if you were trying to send out spiritual energy to help raise the consciousness of humanity in the way that we just described. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just as simple as that, is there? I mean, there are some, I mean, metaphysical challenges that you there have are. to overcome, aren't there? Yes, yes. I mean, there, I mean, what Dr. King could see is, and, and he was engaged in, as it were, emergency relief. And okay. he, you know, he would sometimes get two minutes notice, in, in, particularly in the earlier days of his mediumship, and take a transmission, mm. which could be a special emergency transmission, and various adepts and masters would cooperate with it, and a few cooperators, if he could get them together, whoever happened to be available, because it could be any time of the day or night yeah. and send energy out and that was extremely like to pray, you mean. yes to yeah. pray to, yeah. to tune into this release of energy from yeah. cosmic sources okay but in operation prayer power he overcame this problem of gathering people together at very short notice when they're needed uh, by introducing the element of storage okay so you could actually store the energy. You know what it reminds me, just a little aside, yeah. you're used to my little aside, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the, um, you, you have the power to edit, Darren. So, <laughs> um, that it's interesting, is it not, just throwing this in, sure, sure. that Confucius and Lao Tse, the two great Chinese avatars, they mm. were both avatars, lived almost at exactly the same time. Many believe their lives overlapped. Uh, some believe that actually Lao Tse was the teacher of Confucius mm. uh, in the same area, China. Um, it's kind of interesting that. Yeah. But also what I find very interesting about it is you have one Lao Tse associated with detachment from world affairs and the other, Confucius, very much engaged in world affairs. You have a yin and a yang 
right there in yeah. those two incarnations, it seems to me. Mm. So you do have, you know, the spirituality and the practicality there, because Confucius, as we know, engaged in, even in politics, yeah. in governance, in many aspects, of, in etiquette, in all kinds of practical matters. And Confucius gave one of the greatest philosophies ever given. I mean, the Tao Te Ching mm. is just absolutely wonderful. And some of his quotes in his statements are superb. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's a way of life that mm. you can live. And, you know, what, what an interesting thing. Now, Dr. King, you could say, that's, like, that's a little, that was my aside. Mm. But in Operation Prayer Power, you've got, again, this yin and yang. You've got the combination yes, inside, yeah. of the spiritual energies in which you're using the prayers, the mantra, the spiritual practices, the breathing exercises that people are doing regularly who are, yeah. who are doing Operation Prayer Power, the training of the people so that when they come to do Operation Prayer Power, they're able to invoke very high quality energy but you also have the practicality of physical apparatus yes. which stores it in a container which we call a battery and you, you know people i do know that people might laugh at this and misunderstand it willfully misunderstand it that's their problem they laughed at the idea of electricity at one time they laughed at the idea of the telephone at one time they accused um the the inventor uh, of being a fan, fan, sorry, Alexander, Alexander J. Bell, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was Alexander Bell, wasn't it? Yeah. Of being a ventriloquist mm. in one really? scientific gathering. Really? I mean, you know, we know, <laughs> okay. we know what happens, and this is way ahead of its time. Mm. But this equipment stores the energy. Now, then you have two things. You have the ability to store it, and that's hundreds of hours of people praying over a period of time. Mm -hmm. You also have the ability of timing you can pick your moment to release it because there's other apparatus that also Dr. King designed which will release it. And, and, and the combination means you overcome that problem of gathering everyone together at short notice. Mm. You also, you, not only is it hard to get people at very short notice when you need them to pray, yeah. um, also they won't necessarily be in the best possible mental peak True. state. True. But True. if you're doing it, let's say, as we do it on a, often on a Thursday evening, people know about it, they can prepare for it, yeah. they come along you know, they, they're in a good condition when they're doing it. So you have good quality energy when you need it. Mm. Practicality and spirituality combined. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny that, you know, for a lot of people, like apparatus and spirituality would kind of, kind of be unfamiliar mm. things. You know, you wouldn't necessarily set them together. But I guess what we're highlighting here is the practicality of Dr. King is that he was able to actually design something which mm. could serve this purpose. Yeah. And I think that that's another aspect that speaks to his genius, of course. But what, what is the nature of the technology here? I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about radionics, some people call okay. it. We're okay. talking about crystals. And I think there's lots of research being done, and there are many people probably watching this who'll know that crystals can store energy. You can test that yourself. Mm. You can take courses. We certainly run them uh, here in this very building that we're recording this in. Um, you can, it's kind of known, and not only crystals, gold, mm. other things, other materials which mm. have properties which are able to contain and store spiritual energy. Um, I've got to say there's a third element, because I've mentioned the storage and I've mentioned the timing, but there is a third element which we have going for us in this, which is unique, as far as I know, and that is we have cosmic cooperation, direct cosmic cooperation, even now, even though Dr. King uh, passed on... Um, 
over 25 years ago now, um, we, he enabled that to continue and we can continue it. And we have a way of communicating with these powers that be so that it can continue. So they can make sure that the energy is released through that apparatus. That's a big thing, releasing the energy, not just storing it. Yeah. And they will manipulate it in the best possible way for the situation concerned. So if we're sending energy for relief for an earthquake, uh, and there's, perhaps there's a blockage of relief from various governments aren't being mm -hmm. motivated as they should be, or various aid agencies such as Red Cross and others are being prevented due to various conditions in the region, they're trying to help or whatever, they can direct the energy to inspire the people concerned, again, not forcing them, right. but feeding their consciousness in the most effective manner possible to bring the most speedy and best result. And that's a big thing. Because when an ordinary person, such as right. you or I, when yeah. we go out and pray, the energy goes out into the ethers around us. It will do good. It will go to the divas. And if it's healing energy, it will go to the person we're praying for, especially if we visualize them well and visualize them both well and well. In other words, we do it yes. well and yeah. they are well. Yes. It yeah. will go to them. Um, but in this case, it won't have the precision or perhaps the, um, you know, the ability, we just don't have the ability to, to go to almost even at times bypass the right. Devic kingdom, mm. which these cosmic sources can do, and take it straight to the region. It might be a peace talk going on in Geneva or in the UN in New York. Right. They can make sure the energy is used in the most powerful way possible. And it then enables other masters on Earth to release, and there are, thankfully, a number of hundreds of masters, ascended masters on Earth. If there weren't, we wouldn't even be here. Right. To release energy as well. Because for karmic reasons, they can't do it mm -hmm. uh, just because they want to. There has to be an allowance, otherwise it would be intervention in our karmic, in our free will. But us doing it enables them to do it. So all those factors go into play in, in Dr. King's strategy, and he was a strategist. Yeah. And it, it sounds, I must say, when I, I was there 50 years ago, yeah, it was us, June yeah. the 30th, 1973, mm. Mm. I just sort of found the society short not too long before that I took it I mean I had enough experience to it wasn't just faith I knew these things were real I knew prayer was a force I'd experienced it I knew various things but I took a lot of the as it were the strategy the logic behind operation prep are on faith yeah. and I think yeah. a lot of people do that and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that yeah. but I must say as the years have gone by and now being involved in arranging discharges and all the things that I've been privileged to yeah. do and even yeah. being present when uh, Dr King was arranging this with other powers that be um, I understand it and I think it's absolutely brilliant it's an outstanding piece of genius. I appreciate it, th I should say, thousands of times more mm. than I did 50 years ago. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, and just one thing when you're describing that in terms of this directness, it's sort of like the difference almost between just turning on a light bulb and putting a spotlight or even a laser on something. Mm. That's kind of the difference in what he, he was able to achieve. But so yeah. we've got the storage element, mm -hmm. we've got the being able to direct it element. Um, and the timing in, element. And the timing, yeah. Mm. And direct it in cooperation with, the, with these uh, cosmic intelligences who are able 
able to ensure that the energy is, is yeah. used in the best way in exactly the, the place yeah. that it's intended. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got this last element you've talked about, which it actually unlocks even greater, um, you could say, intervention, I guess, mm -hmm. on on, on our behalf by the Ascended Master on Earth who can also release energy to help in that That's right. situation. That's yeah. right. It could even be 10 times as much energy as we do. Yeah. We might, for example, release a quantity like, say, 500 what we call prayer hours, which okay. means hours of people, you know, multiplied. So if they, let, let's say you're getting 30 people yeah. and they're doing it every week. And it's timed very precisely. We, 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 we were trained to do this. So it's, it's not only, it's not vague. We know exactly how many seconds uh, are, are charging that battery. So it's not the whole evening. Right. It's while the charging process is going on, uh, certain mantras are used. And also we're able to assess the quality of the prayers uh, some people can be much more on form on certain nights than others. That's all factored in right. to, to, to gauge the amount of prayer hours we've got in a battery. And then that can then be released. And this is all based on guidelines given by cosmic sources through Dr. King in his lifetime. Got it. And so we know that 500 prayer hours have gone out. Now, that 500 prayer hours might have gone out in roughly half an hour. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. So, you, you know, it's yeah. not going to take 500 hours. An individual might want to do it, and they, and they might spend. I mean, they can't, even, if they, <laughs> even if they could spend 500 hours by then, it's you know, the timing is yeah. gone, even yeah. if they wouldn't be in peak edition. That's, so, that's another great point about it, actually. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing, is, as I say, is genius. It's mm. brilliant. Mm. Uh, it's an outstanding concept. I've never heard anybody else touch on it. I know that Dr. King was actually a little disappointed that nobody else came up with it because to him it was so obvious mm. and he was definitely disappointed that it wasn't understood by people yeah. it still isn't very well understood by people and yet there's nothing really strange about it uh, it's just applying logic and that's one thing about Dr. King and that's some, one thing that was said about Dr. King that he, he was an avatar but mm. he was an avatar who was known for his ability to solve really difficult problems and this earth is a really difficult problem yeah and i think prayer power is an exceptional example of a of a great solution isn't it a brilliant it solution as you described yeah. bringing together all these elements which are all there and all exist but who's you know they haven't been brought together as one thing to solve yeah. a problem in this way yeah and this makes it the action thousands of times more if you add all these components together yes, yeah, yeah. effective than if you just did it uh, you know praying away with sure. a good heart and good faith it, you know the using your, your brain as the dot king might put it you know it, it really does make all the difference it can make a massive <laughs> yeah. difference okay. yeah. and you know so it just you know empowers and potentizes but the other thing there of course it means that people who take part in it there is another element i'm going to mention mm. but as well as everything we've mentioned so far it's also happening in a holy place oh yeah and a holy yeah, yeah, place holston down that actually had special energy, not just the energy that was put into it when it was first charged by the Master Jesus, which is beautiful, mm. but extra energy put into it under the control of the giver of the nine freedoms, Mars Sector 6, which makes certain qualities of energy more easily accessible by pilgrims, as we call the people who go there. Mm. So you can bring these high qualities of energy more readily mm. through you. So that's another component that we'll have, well, actually, that's five altogether that we'll have uh, on Holston Down at 12 noon.
<laughs> and if you can get there, be there. Because mm. I think that you know, one thing we, we we've only just touched on really was is what hap what you can be a part of with Operation Prayer Power. Because like you were saying, you know, it's like okay, we can direct this energy. It can happen at a very specific time in response to crises or other emergencies that are happening around the world. So mm. it's like you see something in the news. Okay, there's a peace talk going on, or there's a war that's about to break out, or there's been some um, you know, there's been some natural disaster. Mm. It's like, what can each of us do about it? Mm. And actually participating in prayer power is a way that we can all actually be a part of, of responding to that situation, even if we can't be someone who's on the ground there in that yeah. particular area. And, and please don't underestimate your support, because you might think, well, I'm just another one of these many people. You know, I don't know how many we'll have, but right. you know, I'm just one of the people. What difference will it really make whether I come or not? Massive difference. Mm. Massive difference in several ways, because this is a big event. Whether people believe it is, is actually irrelevant. It just is a really big event, the 50th anniversary of Operation Prayer Power. So as well as coming along to support the event and help humanity by charging a battery, you're implanting, you're helping to implant in the mind belt the importance of Operation Prayer Power for the world, just by coming. Yes. So it's not yeah. even just the, the, the 12 noon start and what we do up there. Yeah. Your journey there, this, the effort you make, you know, the bus you have to catch or the train you catch or the yeah. car you hire or drive, the money you spend, the whole effort is the karmic totality of the manipulation for the betterment of humanity. Mm, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that really resonates. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're basically affirming the importance of this. Yeah, and planting that into yes. the mind belt. Yeah. Uh, and then others can pick it up because, yes, people can go to the internet and hopefully they'll see the Spiritual Freedom Show and hopefully they'll pick up some thoughts from it. Yeah. But these thoughts are being planted into the ethers very, very firmly. Mm. And when we gather on Holston Town, extremely firmly mm. into the ethers, and then they become more readily accepted. I mean, why is it that, for example, Moses, um, you know, crossing the Red Sea or Jesus rising from the dead? OK, I know a lot of people don't believe in them, but millions of people do believe in those two acts and they don't seem strange. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they don't seem strange is because... They're firmly yes, planted now through the hundreds and centuries yeah. and so on yeah. into the mind belt. Mm -hmm. And whether people believe it is their choice, you know, it's, it's a kind of a free will choice. It doesn't alter the truth. If they disbelieve it, that's their problem, actually, because they're both true. Mm -hmm. The parting of the Red Sea and the resurrection of Jesus are, are, did happen, um, we believe, for sure. But that's a choice, whether you choose to believe something. But... The strangeness of it. Now, the idea of storing energy in a physical battery at the moment is still quite strange. And some people will dismiss something just because it sounds strange. Right. They'll dismiss things that are true just because they sound strange mm. and they think that's a good enough reason. It mm. is not a good enough reason. Mm. It may sound strange. That doesn't make it untrue. And by attending this, you're empowering truth. We come back to truth again yeah. and planting the seeds of truth in the mind belt of Earth. Beautiful. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Everybody's down here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.